Welcome to iHeartGeek. And we are back for another episode of iHeartGeek. And we're going to talk about Miss Marvel. And we are nerds for this show. We all love this show. We stand Miss Marvel. We love you, Miss Marvel. And we're all excited to talk about it. So joining me today is Blize and Tyler and Kevin. Hey guys, are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Another great episode. Episode four? You know, this is for, a show, for a show that I was not excited about, every single week I'm excited about it now. <laughs> I think the exact um, message that yeah. we got from Kevin when this, when he finally watched the episode was, this show is over or underrated yeah it's criminally <laughs> underrated criminally underrated, yeah. criminally. underrated. <laughs> like i'm not going to say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread but for what it had the opportunity to be and what it actually is like it's blowing me away i'm so happy with it yeah well, let's go ahead and talk about that because that's something we brought up now listeners we chat about this show before we come out here and chat with you so we know what we're talking about before we start recording so let's talk about it because it's something that we all kind of brought up is is we're finding it very hard to believe that this show is not more talked about because yeah. it is so good it's it's delightful and colorful, but it's also got such depth and it's such a great introduction to Miss Marvel into the MCU. Absolutely. I'm loving it. Tyler, what do you think? Well, I, you know, I've been jumping around on the net and you see in the comment threads of all these articles and stuff, people are just, it, it's kind of 50-50, I'll give it that. But I mean, people just hammer on it like passionately. Like it just, oh, this is too Disney, you know, and it's like, well, what, what are you expecting? And I, I, I think, you know, we talked about how, you know, we're, and I've mentioned it, we're coming off Moon Knight, you know, all these dark shows, these very serious shows, you know, and why, why not give you something light and airy and colorful and bright and, you know, fun and just overall, you know, delightful and refreshing, you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't get it, but. You know, I'm loving the show. I see a lot of people that are out there loving it too. You know, especially people with kids. You know, because the kids can sit down with the parents now and watch it. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the the gist is, but you know, maybe it's just because we've been so serious you know, lately. I so serious. Oh, wrong franchise. <laughs> um, Blaise, how about you? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's it's just one of those things where we've had. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we've had Moon Knight, we've had all these, everything that Disney Plus has dropped, um, kind of since they started dropping Marvel content has been pretty, pretty dark. Um, even going back to WandaVision, if you look at the core of that show, it was a, it was a dark show about a mother losing her kids um, and dealing in her, the love of her life and dealing with that. So it's just, um, it's one of those things where it's a solid origin. Um, this is, this is probably the format that I want to see origin stories going forward. I don't know if we need them in movies anymore. I would like we to see it, yeah, an origin story um, done on a show and then keep doing what you're doing in movies, make them ensemble movies. Let the, let the, the single outings origins be in the TV shows. And then when I get to a movie and I'm sitting in a theater, that's when I want to see teams come together. Yep. 
Seems like that's the direction we're going. I, I think I think a hundred percent, a hundred percent on that because um, you can get more depth of a character. I now I know this character. Now I know what they their motivations are. Now I know their family. Now I know how they talk and how they interact with everybody. And now I'm going to put them with Thor. Like I mean, maybe not Thor, but you know what I mean, Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um, Captain Marvel. And it, it just it makes so much more sense to do origin stories this way. I have two words. Two words to sum up why I think this show is so good. Managing expectations. This is something that we as comic book fans and just nerds and everything else or geeks, however you want to say it, we have a hard time of managing expectations. And I think the fact that just about everybody going into this show was not expecting something phenomenal. You know, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a kid's show. It's going to be this and that. And it has completely topped my expectations. And I think that's one of the reasons why the comments are so back and forth is because people, they have this idea in their head of what it's going to be and they're not even watching it anymore because if you're watching it and they're just, they're just photobombing, they're not photobombing, but, but uh, review bombing it at this point, because if you're watching it and you're a comic book fan, you're not having those feelings. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some people it's not going, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It can't be. WandaVision mm-hmm. wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. I mean, dare I say Endgame wasn't everybody's cup of tea. But, you know, if you really watch this show, you get everything that Marvel's always given us. And I don't, you know, I don't personally understand the hate and everything, but mm-hmm. I, I do. When you, when you keep scrolling through, you see plenty of people that, you know, they are supporting this show. And I think as, as we near to the end, um, it's overall, it's probably going to have a much higher rating than what we thought yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. It just goes to show you too, that you don't need to pull 100% of everything from the comic books. They've taken right. a lot of liberties with the show, a lot of liberties with the character and it, and it's worked 100%, um, to the, uh, to the show. Like it, we're still trying to figure out what's going on in the show, even in an episode, like the one we got this week, that was supposed to be an exposition dump. Still questions all over the place. Left yeah. us with so many questions. Still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They answered yeah. everything and gave you nothing. He's in the early 1900s now. <laughs> I think that's a good place for us to jump into the actual episode and start talking about some of the stuff that we really liked and some of the stuff that left us scratching our heads and some of the stuff that left us screaming, going, come on, tell me what's going on <laughs> in this. So here we are. We've got... Kamala and her mother going to Karachi to obstinately learn about the bangle for, for Kamala and to learn about, about, about herself. But obviously mom thinks they're there to help grandma out. Um, so it's a little bit of both. And so we get a lot of, we get a lot of the family dynamic between grandma and mom and grandma and Kamala and mom and Kamala. There's a lot of that family dynamic that goes on in there. We meet some, fun new characters red dagger and walid and some other stuff and we'll get into that of course so what i liked about this the opening is we get to see karachi we get to even understand even more about her culture about the pakistani culture about the desi culture and it it again it shows us that juxtaposition between her american side and her Pakistani side. It's how she easily fits in, but she doesn't fit in. So like when they're walking through the bazaar or the market, 
area. Even her cousins are picking on her for being the American. I believe what she called, they called her the ABCD, American born. Something confused. Desi confused. That was so good. And I talked to a couple of my Desi friends. That is something that, that they get called by yeah. their, their family members back home in whatever parts of the Desi culture they're in. So I thought that was pretty neat nod for them. So let's start off with thoughts on on Karachi and where where do we think we're going from here? Let's start with uh, Kevin because she's like, you're going to explode. Yeah, well, two things. One, I love how we got there. Listen, I was kind of concerned we were going to have a conversation where she's trying to force her mom over there and da-da-da-da. Instead, it's like, nope, um, hey, they're just gone. Cool. I don't need to see it. Thank you. Um, but also, I love what is the first thing they show about Pakistan? grass trees that you know and, and i know me from my american brain whenever i think of the middle east that whole area over there i'm sorry i think of desert and i love that they did not show that they showed this lush beautiful yeah. climate with the and i just i really appreciated that i just wanted to make sure i mean i just i love that um what a beautiful shots uh, yeah i will say one thing i did enjoy is that poor Poor guy on the airplane stuck in the middle of the bomb. And <laughs> last thing, just, I'm going to read my newspaper. I'm stuck in the middle. Because <laughs> we've all been in that position before. So, Blythe, how about you? Um, so, I love the the opening of the show. I love when um, she goes to, to Karachi. Um, I like that they didn't seem to use a filter. Like yes, they normally do when they travel overseas or to a different country, yeah, um, cool. they usually put something so, because they, I, it feel, almost feels like they need like some sort of distinction between what happens in the U.S. and what happens when they're traveling. But they didn't do that with this. They just they left it open, and I'm glad they didn't because there's so much color and there's so much there's so much life in this in in Karachi in the city, and you would lose that if you were to put some sort of filter over it. So I love that they, they didn't do that. Um, yeah. I also liked, and I don't know if this was intentional or if it was because they were on the plane, but when they're traveling on the plane and you see the text messages from um, Nakia in the window, it looks like a text message. We lose that, that color and fun and, and it seems to be because at that moment she's not feeling like she's not feeling her lively, like upbeat self. She's, she's sad and she's scared and she's going through this moment. And that's when the imagination of like how text messages appears kind of disappears. So I like that. I like that. That seems to be um, not just a styling choice that they did, but an actual like interpretation of her personality. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Very good point. I agree. Yeah. Because we see it again later when she's talking to uh her grandmother and in the sky, all of the yeah. planes and the lights every turn turn into text message from yeah, the kite the text message from yeah. um I apologize, I can't remember what the red dagger kid's yeah. name is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so from him. Kareem. Yeah. Kareem. 
cream. And that's when she's um, got some of her spark back because she's met with yeah. him. She's, she's, he, she's met with him. She's, she's gotten some exposition into what's going on with her life. And now she's getting a text with and, and now that spark is back. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to touch quickly on one thing and then I want to move into her meeting Kareem and that fun fight on the train station. But when we go into the grandmother's house, there's a very important moment where she walks into the grandmother's art studio. And right. so we see all of the grandmother's art. We see the portrait that she has done of Aisha, who we haven't technically met yet, but I feel like we're probably going to be meeting in the next episode, yeah. which we'll talk about when we get to, to that scene. Um, but also on the wall, we see that the grandmother has kept a lot of newspaper clippings from the partition. So we we obviously know from the beginning, we know culturally that the partition is a very important part of her family and her life. But now we're starting to see, I think it's also going to be a huge part of her development into Miss Marvel as we know her to be. And so I thought that scene was really, really interesting. Tyler, did you notice anything in there? You're our resident final little little Easter egg kind of uh, thing. I might well, have first I I agree with uh all of you on the you know the stylings and everything they used when they traveled, uh the way they structured it. You know, we didn't get this long drawn out thing. It's no, we're going to visit grandma. You know, yeah. great. We didn't get the ugly yellow filter and all that, you know, because it is, it's a vibrant place. It's got a lot of color, a lot of lot going on there in the streets. Um and in the streets, you see a photo booth there. It's got a little QR code. I'm pretty sure most people didn't miss this one. They, they pretty much shoved it right in your face. Uh, and that led you to Miss Marvel number 12, um, where she returns to her grandmother's home um, or travels to her grandmother's home. Um, so, so, yeah, go ahead. Keep scanning those. <laughs> um, but you know, the partition thing, I, it's it's a fun little I think it's been a fun little thing. They keep talking about the partition, you know, a divide. And then now we got exposition on the, the Nor dimension and all that. And, you know, and talking about there's this divide between their dimension. Very good and point. Our dimension, wow. yeah, or our wow. world. And, you know, when that comes crumbling down, you know, they're going to take over. And, well uh, but, but um, yeah, I, I just think it's definitely, you, they're making the case that that partition was very impactful you know, time in their life that really set them on a different course, you know, and it's, I think in all roundabout way, it's all connected, you know. I've got one more thing that I want to add just before we move on to the next section. Um, There was a, there was a scene in, in, in this part of the show where um, when she's walking around with her cousins and they, they call her the ABCD and all that, where, they did a really good job of, and this is this is to um, to the writers and to the show. Like they did a really good job of putting her in her um, like her family's like life, and just really showing how someone from um, that's lived in America their own whole life is not getting in their they're living the culture is not get is only getting like a 10th of what it's actually like. Like she almost says like mockingly at some point, 
like I can't believe like this is happening or when she's eating the food it's it's yeah. a culture shock for it's a culture shock for someone who's living in that culture and I thought that was really like strong to the to the how they're writing this show they're really like like driving it home with that yeah they show really her like, you know going back to her roots there basically and yeah you know she's experiencing it for a lot of things for the first time like mm-hmm. why is it so spicy you know and you know <laughs> stuff like that and yeah. she's walking around and you know She's a terrible negotiator, by the way. Yeah, the guy's <laughs> like 500 rupees for the shirt or whatever. She's like, three? Nope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like, have you not traveled somewhere? You gotta hammer them. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. That was, it was cool how they how they did that. And they showed it. It seemed like if I were to return somewhere that were, you know, to visit my roots, I would be lost. Yeah. Know, and just experience everything for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a really good point because that's a really strong theme throughout the entirety of this show so far is the sense of a divide. It goes back to the partition that you mentioned. We have the partition, the historical partition between India and Pakistan. We've got the partition between our dimension and the Noor dimension. We've got the partition that's between the divide that's between Kamala's life as an American, but also her background as a Pakistani. And we've got the divide between the mother and the grandmother and the clandestines and the jinn. I mean, there's that, there's a sense of divide throughout this entire thing that kind of permeates everything. And so there's like the grand scale ones, and then there's the little scale ones. And it is, it's, it's throughout the entirety of the show. And I I think that's a really interesting way that they've they've taken the the sense, the theme of divide, division, partitions, and expanded into a lot of different aspects of this show. And it's, it's really interesting to watch the journey because clearly by the time we get to the end, regardless of anything that happens, we're going to see a combination happen at least inside miss marvel herself because she's gonna yeah. she's obviously gonna become miss marvel as we know her to be she's gonna accept that part of herself but i feel because you know we we, we mentioned it when we talked about it with just us and we're off air is she's also her her costume is coming together a piece at a time and we yeah. will know because she's you know in the first episode she's wearing that cosplay version of captain marvel's costume but we know because of we we've seen it in the comic books but we also know because there's been a lot of press photos and things released of it she's going to be in that more traditional styled costume when she gets to that final point so it's going to be that juxtaposition and so there's more of those divides breaking down by the time we reach the end and i really kind of dig how they do that with those kinds of things so let's jump in and start talking about that fight scene at the train station right before the fight scene did you catch the huge ant-man easter egg Oh, we've <laughs> 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 had a little bit of a little bit of a discourse oh, here Lord. on I Heart Geek, guys. <laughs> and the guys will back me up on this, but it seems to be that people keep referring to things as Easter eggs yeah, that are just, blatant been, nods. If it's, it's an fun. Easter egg, it just <laughs> it's yeah. something you might not catch. It's, it's called yeah, not yeah. the giant painting of Ant Man <laughs> sizing up. Yeah, <laughs> little little PSA for our listeners: yeah, if, it, if it's if it's an Easter egg, you have to find it. 
And yes, exactly. at, at, a po- at one point in this, in this, there is literally Easter eggs uh, when they fall out of the back of a cart during a chase. But, but there are <laughs> yeah. literally Easter eggs. I, you know, what's interesting, and not to take a little side note, but I was just just thinking about it. What we're talking about that, um, we're we're talking about incursion again. Right. Yeah. Like where, where it's you have the Nord dimension coming over and taking over. I mean, and every show right now is going to start dealing with these incursions. And I think that's really cool. It just just hit me. I was like, oh, my God, that's an incursion again. Well, if, if the end game is Secret Wars, then yeah, no, no pun intended there. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense. You know, all these shows, you're going to start seeing a lot more of that. That yeah. has to be unfortunately my biggest gripe with this show is they keep calling it a different dimension and it feels like a multiverse and it in my head a different dimension is different than a different multiverse right i'm trying to dissect this at that with that thought process and it's confusing me so now we have Uh different dimensions we have different universes we have different timelines we have there's a lot going on and i'm wondering if that's intentional or if it is meant to be more of a multiverse different universe than it is a dimension because that makes sense that that what they're talking about is an incursion which we heard a lot of multiverse of madness they were really talking about the incursions and that's like tyler said that's what leads to secret wars um and that's and that's where she came into play miss marvel her her um debut comic came in when they were dealing with all of the different incursion and multiversal things so it would make sense but that that trigger word of dimension is just it it makes me want i want exposition as to what they're talking about because yeah. i yeah. i need I an explanation well, at this point. it's it's a dangerous game you know they, they've embarked on something to try and build this world yeah with the multiverse and different realms or dimensions and stuff you know i mean you got multiverses where you got universes that are just basically mirrored mm-hmm. and you got all your doppelgangers and stuff that exists alongside our universe but then you got the realms kind of which, which you know exists between that yeah. and and that's that's it's a lot not an easy thing to do to be writing <laughs> yeah. stories where you have deal uh-huh. with the, the the universes and different realms and yeah. connect them all you know i i imagine they at marvel studios there's a huge wall that they have a spider web it's like oh, yeah. a whiteboard it's over here it's over here it'll look like this and yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think in terms of dimensions, the way that I understood it, based on what we're learning in this show, because we'll we'll skip we'll skip ahead to that particular scene. It's where Kareem takes her into the lair of the red threat dagger or whatever they're yeah, right called, and she meets Walid, and Walid starts to explain everything. He shows the map where it is the map of of the world basically, and then he turns on the overlay and so i think and i could be interpreting this completely wrong so listeners if you disagree please comment let me know it's (laughs) almost the dimensions are almost an overlay of each other where the multiverses are out there elsewhere and then there's the timelines but the with the dimensions they lay on top of each other Mm-hmm. So here's our dimension, and then the Nor dimension 
is yeah. are the clandestines is right on top of us. So they live in in synchronicity. We just can't see the other dimension, and the right. other dimension can't see us. There's a buffer. There's that. Yeah, there's that divide that that what Walid refers to as the veil of Noor that's yeah. blocking us from them and them from us. And if that were to go down, then they would engulf us yeah. and take over completely. But like I said, that's just how I'm interpreting based on the way that Walid shows Kamala how it exists. Sure. And I think that's a good thing to, to venture into Again, the question of her being a jinn comes up, and then this is some debate that we've had. So I'm going to let Blyze talk about that. Um, so she's not a jinn. It's, uh, I mean, she's not. Nope. They they specifically nope. put the line in. There's a a quote from the show where uh, Walid tells her she asks him again, "Am I a jinn?" And he looks at her and he says, "If Thor landed in the Himalayas, then they would call him a jinn." Yeah. And yeah, it's that, humanity that names them that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's whatever. Um, it's like that. it's like how we call Thor a god. Well, he's not a god. Technically, he's an alien. He's from a different. He's yeah. from the the planet um, Asgard, and that is where he comes from. But we called him gods because we had no way of perceiving like what he was when he came to Earth. So yeah, um, she's she's not a jinn. She um, there. I'm. I don't think that that was a coincidence of them why they put that quote in the thing. Um, it's just, it's figuring out what is she, is she an inhuman? Is she, is she from the, or is her family from the Nord dimension? So she's whatever that is. Is she a mutant? Um, there's again, that's what the show is doing is that it's creating a lot of speculation and, Man, I hope we get in these next two episodes. I'm being pretty upset. I'm still, on, yeah. I'm still holding on to she's an inhuman, but yeah. yeah, I don't really know anymore because she could be an inhuman, she could be an eternal, she could be yeah. a mutant, she could be anything at this point in time. We know she's not a gin. We know she's not a gin, <laughs> but she could be any of these three things. Now, I, I know that's a point of frustration too for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like see online. It's it's just say she's inhuman already you know they're tired of playing that dance yeah. but but at the same people time people don't like to w- be patient yeah it's a yeah. six episode at the same time yeah. it's a it's a greatly <laughs> written story i mean uh-huh. yeah they're gonna make you lean one way and then they're gonna make you go oh well maybe you'll go this direction now you know i mean this I isn't the inhuman episode, show i don't understand yeah no. <laughs> No, this isn't the inhuman show. And that's what would have happened if they if they would have straight out called her an inhuman is that they would have introduced it for a second episode and then we would have had to meet inhumans, right? Yep. We would have had to have exposition as to what inhumans are, where they're from, how they get their powers and all that. We and don't need can, that in this show. This is a Miss Marvel show. We get a little bit of that too. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, let's get a, a little taste of what it could be. Yeah. yeah. You tried an inhuman show. Maybe once. maybe a giant dog shows up. I want Lockjaw so bad. We all want Lockjaw to show up. Um, but if she turns out not to be an inhuman, there's not gonna be any any lockjaw, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and they've already they've she did an interview where she said she asked for a lockjaw cameo and they told her no. But we also know that Marvel actors and executives lie like cheap 
sucks. Yes. <laughs> so we don't know it's coming, and I dig that. So, so as a PSA, from, everybody just enjoy the ride. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Enjoying it. Let's bump into the the uh, rickshaw and truck chase scene oh, yeah. through Karachi. Yeah. So our our clandestines have broken out of of supermax for the yeah. uh, department of damage control which There's was something really masquerading as supermax <laughs> one, one thing i will say is them is supermax awfully easy yes yeah. to me but, I, I but could this be is also the same the facility that houses abomination as far as we can right. tell it should be that's the same place that we see in the she-hulk trailers you know <laughs> right so Anyways, that was a little easy, but if and also it's it's worth to note that they leave, um, they leave Kamran there, right? Yeah, she did him, um, which I think also really points to the, our theory that he is not a clandestine. He is not a jinn. He is he is yeah. more closely related to whatever Kamala turns out to be. Yep, I agree. Uh, he's also in. In the in the comics, he's an inhuman, right? He's the got yeah. a, a yeah, light power. He, yeah, he's, he's in as well. And he's so, going to wind up showing up last episode and, and saving the day. I don't know him, Whitlock, y'all, and Black Bolt, they're all going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'll save the day, but I do know he's actually, he, I do, we do know he's going to show up at some yes. point in time. Yeah. But I mean, well, no the, mother, no mother would leave her child there. So, right. Clearly, she is not his mother. So yeah. I think, but yeah. So let's talk about this really fun and cool rickshaw truck chasing through Karachi. What a fun way to do this. It oh, has, so good. I watched a lot of Bollywood films and it feels like it has a very nice Bollywood action scene feel to it one thing i will say is the actor who plays will lead is actually a very huge bollywood star so really that as well yeah that's cool so thoughts let's start with kevin well as soon as soon as she got in the car as soon as she got behind the wheel i'm like she's gonna run into something real quick and yes just to kind of tie (laughs) the first episode together and as soon as she got in there back up boom um, she's really, she knows the streets really well. She knows exactly where to go <laughs> to find people. Um, she has, I guess, GPS or something as one of her superpowers. I don't know. I don't ask too many questions. <laughs> Great show, whatever. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun scene. It was, it was definitely a fun scene. It really was. She's coming more into her powers in this scene as well. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. I love their use of, of her powers. I love that they have made the hand coming out. That is part of her power set now. Like I was kind of concerned that with the band, she was not going to use that as much. But no, man, that's that's her. You st- we still get the hand. It's part of her power set. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely coming into her own. It's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Black. That was one thing that we saw when she... Um, when she met with uh, Walid and the the Red Daggers, was she seemed to start to understand that her powers are an extension of herself. Like you yeah. can see, they were cut. It was going over her entire body, um, and and like you said, they're really starting to utilize that. The only thing 
that we really need to get from the comic the from the comics is the the super long legs where she stops trying to jump on it uh, which they make a com- comment about like where'd you learn your powers a donkey kong game which we called out um like in the second episode that she was yeah. playing a platformer um yeah. but yeah the when she stretches out her legs and she uses that to run over a, a long um distance uh but man there's no way that she was driving that truck you put me <laughs> in a truck like that with a stick shift and i'm not going anywhere and she is barely learning how to drive and she yeah very to a point <laughs> yeah. she she took that stick ship and she was driving that truck and i don't i will say uh, when she slams it into the that clandestine and he just yes kind of oh, man. i laughed because i'm a terrible <laughs> yep guy, and it was very funny you knew he wasn't he could take a hit it was fine uh, <laughs> tyler how about you uh no that chase was awesome um to 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 back up uh, when they were, when Red Dagger and her were fighting in the train station, there was a mm-hmm. lot of like, uh, she made a Ninja Turtles reference, you know, there was, there was uh, him using the, you know, come with me if you want to live from Terminator yeah, and everything. That was good. Um, and then we get to this, this chase scene and in the rickshaw and the big truck chasing them, it was kind of like the chase scene in Terminator too. So it, it was <laughs> yeah. really fun. Um, That's funny. Yeah. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed when, uh, you know, she just, of course, she slams it in reverse, and and then and then coming through the street, man, that clandestine took a hit. Good lord, I did. I I laughed out loud. That was funny. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it, and it was kind of cool too. During the uh, the chase, you saw literal Easter eggs fall out of a back of a little rickshaw or something. Real Easter egg, actual Easter egg. <laughs> so, Huge. Um, yeah, it was a lot going on there. Um, but it it was it was pretty good, you know. But at the same time to see Waleed sacrifice himself like that to save them. He was such um, a cool character. He too. knows, he yeah. knows oh, how important she is. Yeah. Um, and that, that raises my question of how do they know so much? You know, who this now red daggers is more of an organization rather than just a character, like in the comics. Yeah. Um, how do they know all of this? You know, they have that tech, they have all this knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. he saw the inscription on her bangle. And he's like, I've of all the things I've heard of the bangle, I've never, I've never seen that inscription before. And you know, what what you're seeking is seeking you, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, who did he hear this from? Who is he learning this stuff from? You know. Uh maybe. Uh there we do have a Bollywood member of the Eternals. And they are very high tech people, and I would be shocked if we don't see him in the next. Well, in this episode, you know, going in the past or tie everything together. But that would be a great way to to tie movies together because we have not seen a connection to the Eternals yet, and this seems like a show we would get some kind of connection to an Eternals. That, yeah. That's the thing is, is I think if they do end up going the Eternals route with with her as opposed to being an Inhuman. Um, we've already had reference to Kingo a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. So there have not, there. it's not like there haven't been any references to the internals within this show yet. They've been there. They're very, mm-hmm. yeah. very subtle, except for the one where she's talking to Cameron about Kingo. Like they have a whole discussion about Kingo, you know, because he, in the Eternals movie, he's, 
he's managed to keep himself under the radar as creating an entire family of Bollywood actors, which is just him. And so they mentioned that. So it would be really interesting if, if the cameo, because we, we know that there's somebody going to show up, whether it be Lockjaw, whether it be one of the, the Captain Marvels, whether it be Monica or whether it be Carol. Yeah. It very well might be Kingo. Kingo might show up as an eternal because maybe as we kind of hypothesize or speculated at the beginning of this is maybe the bangle is not in humans tech. Maybe the bangle is, is eternals tech. Um, and so this would be, this would be a great place to tie the eternals movie into the MCU because they haven't done that before. Um, I don't know if they're what, I don't know if Marvel's going to do the same thing with the Eternals movie that they did with the Inhumans show and just kind of push it aside yeah. because it wasn't as popular and it wasn't as strong. And so they kind of shove it aside. But I mean, they did bring back Black Bolt back into Multiverse of Madness. So that's yeah. a very possibility that <laughs> they might bring Kingo in to this to the miss marvel world i mean but you know maybe we won't get anything at all i you Um, know i'm still going to subscribe to the inhumans theory though train of thought because i mean with with the beacon and everything you know when she put that on there's a beacon being sent out signaling somebody yeah Um, yeah it's not the eternals they're already there the same thing chung she's bracelets they're sent the 10 rings are sending something out and it would make sense that that it you know the in, inhumans yeah the inhumans show up and all that um but that inscription i think it was more of a warning than anything you know it's mm-hmm. you know not so much like this fortune cookie thing where she's like oh you know what i'm seeking is gonna seek me cool you know i'm gonna get what i want or whatever no i think it was like a warning like mm-hmm. look out something's coming yeah yeah exactly and i think we're gonna see it next episode or part of it next episode based on what happens next. So she is huh. fighting with Nadja and she ends up spearing her in the de- in the bracelet, in the bangle. And then all of a sudden we are shot back into 1942 Pakistan. And it is the train station and it is partition and it is the night of partition and I guess our thoughts, listeners, and we'd like to hear yours, but our thoughts is, is she really out of time? Is it a vision? What's going on? So let's get our thoughts on that. Uh, let's start with you, Blyze. Um, I don't know what to make of this, <laughs> of this scene. I try, like, I, I watched it, and we, we were watching it, and we're like, she's sidestepping people. She's not, like... Yeah, yeah. People phasing through her. yeah people step around her but no one seems to notice her yeah. which is a little weird because she's in doesn't it's not like she's in 1942 clothing but it's also partitioned so maybe no one cares there's bigger things going on in the world um besides the way this random girl looks um so it's hard to say it's hard to say if it actually is a a trip to the past um which messes with my um, perceptions about how time travel works within the MCU, um, given that we've seen it um, done before in Endgame. 
Um, so it could, it could very well go both ways. Um, it could be just, uh, um, a choice they made to not have to CGI her phasing through people and just kind of her walking through a crowd as if she's walking through a crowd. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. That was, it was another one where I was like, come on, we needed answers. And now you've just dumped a a bunch more questions in our lap. So thanks, Marvel. Appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Tyler, how about you? Um, well, you know, it was, it was real fitting. They, they put her at a train station because we all had to board the speculation train to figure out what the hell's going on here. (laughs) Um, no, I, when she fell back, obviously there was like tears you know that kind of formed and as she fell back and it looked it did look very similar to when uh uh clea shows up at the end of multiverse of madness and cuts open you know the fabric of whatever and they go into the dark dimension um you know it's it was very similar so i don't i'm leaning away from actual time travel I don't think that's going to be it. Um, I know that was a big theory out there that, you know, maybe she, it's a big time loop thing that's fulfilling itself, that she showed up and she was the the path of stars, you know, that they followed to get back on the train and get out of there. Um, I don't really think that's going to be it. I think it's something to do with maybe some sort of vision or memory, you know, that, that the bangle was either containing or produced um or maybe she linked up you know that maybe the bangle had the power to link her up with uh, aisha back in the day you know which is the wednesday by the way um so there's a lot of speculation man they, I, i'm sure they did that on purpose you know they um in her visions before you saw the train coming at her you know maybe, maybe that's why the grandmother great-grandmother disappeared you know Maybe she got hit by a train. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm, a good... I'm at a bit of a loss at you know, this point. Is this ending? That's a good point. Maybe she she's in the body of her great grandmother. I never even thought about that. Maybe it she could be that yeah. was just is synced up with the great grandmother, and she's going to live that moment through the eyes of her. We'll get maybe she walks by something and we'll get a reflection, and she yep. looks and it's mm-hmm. her great grandmother's face. You know. That's a that's a solid theory. I like that, Tyler. That that solves all of my qualms with this whole thing. <laughs> there you go. It seems very intentional, doesn't yeah. it? Like a dagger to hit the 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 bangle. It was very intentional the way the way it happened. I don't know if it's that it she didn't was, seem like she was trying to stab her, did it? No, it looked like she was aiming for the bangle. Um, so, uh, I'm really, as soon as this happened, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? We had so many answers now, so many questions. I, I wish, I wish I could come on here and have some kind of concise answer, but I think like, like all of us, I'm just long for the ride and I can't, can't wait for another three days to figure out, um, and what, what's going to happen. And I'm hoping, so the grandmother knows, right. The grandmother was expecting it. So when she comes home, talks to her. Oh, did you see it? That's a horrible accent. I apologize for that. But you know, she's gonna she's gonna ask the question. Hey, do you have your answers now? And uh, so the grandmother was expecting this. I think grandmother was expecting all of it. Um, but other than that, I great show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do our grades for the episode. And again, we'll do our what we expect 
or what we what we hope will happen in the next episode. I think we're all going to answer the same thing, and it's going to be, please tell us what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and start with our our grades of the episode. Kevin, where are we at? Oh, I'm 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 riding the A train, um, and that's boys reference. Great show, but I'm riding the A train. <laughs> um, it's this show is just it's just phenomenal. You know, it's wild that. The first episode, first two episodes, they're like, ah, see, it's not for me. Da, da, da. And now, just run that A-train, man. This show's great. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the way it makes me think. I love the way that I'm, I'm constantly scouring stuff, trying to figure out what's going on. That, it's, it's right in my alley. I love it. <laughs> Tyler? Um, you know, I'm going to give this one a B-, minus, just for the fact that it was, it was a good episode. I'm enjoying the show. But any exposition we got only raised more questions. I wanted, I wanted at least a solid answer on something. Um, you know, like, you know, it, yeah, it's inhuman tech or, you know, just something. Um, but it, it, that does make it fun. That's why I'm going to continue to watch because I want these answers. So it's, it's doing yeah. its job drawing me in. Um, that's why it doesn't get a C, you get the B minus. Um, the, the, the fight scenes and chase scenes were pretty good. Um, the, the the one in the train station was a little cheesy for me, but yeah, I think that was meant to be that way because they didn't end up being mortal enemies or anything. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with a B minus on this one. Oh, and I need I need next week to know why the mom doesn't have these visions that the grandmother does. You know, I mean, it seems to be going down the line. Why is the mom left out of this loop? She I, probably, I need to figure this out. She probably yeah. never put the bangle on. Would yeah. be my. If the grandmother. That's, that's the only answer I can come up with. She never. She never put the bangle on, but the, yeah. the rest of them did. Yeah. yeah. So the and grandmother why? probably did put it on at some point because she had it, and then she sent it to Kamala. So I'm sure that. Right. Um. Like Kamala won't bangle. listen to me, but maybe you will. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, why is it? Why is it the women in the family? You know. These are all questions I have. I need answers. <laughs> I mean, if the if the men in the family are anything like the dad, then they're just they're just chilling, man. They're long yeah, they're, for the ride, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love the dad. He's so great. It'd be wasted on them. It'd just yeah. be, you know, exactly. look at my big fist. I'll love, get something out of the fridge. <laughs> exactly. Ah, never. Like, that's what not, I'd be doing. I will never not love the dad dressed in the Hulk costume, the oh handmade Hulk costume, as, or when he was yelling at the Alexa thing that Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Anyways, <laughs> flies. What is um, your what's your grade for this? Episode? I'm I'm sticking with the B uh, because of all the unanswered questions and um really wanting to wait to see where this kind of ends up. If this ends up kind of in the direction that we're thinking it's going to end up this will probably be my favorite marvel tv show that they've done above above wandavision above um loki yeah i think that this show has done the best job of introducing a kid like we said introducing a character showing what they can do with these tv shows um creating stakes for the movies um kevin kind of hinted on that you're learning about the family you're learning about the connections with her friends so when she goes into a movie and something happens to her or potentially happens to her i'm going to care about it now because i know she has yeah she has a life outside of just the 30 minutes of of movie um 
origin that we get normally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I just, it's going to take, it's going to take a pretty big, like, like bad turn in order for me not to fully like enjoy this show by the time it's over. If they just go off the rails in the next two episodes, which they could very well do. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, that's where the yeah. grade will drop if they yeah. do that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Is, but um, if they don't and they keep to doing what they're doing, this is, this is a home run for me for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a comic book. I'm, I'm watching yep. a comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Exactly. Guess it's my turn. I'm going to go with B plus um, for all the same reasons everybody else was talking about. I mean, I loved the, I love the chase scene with the rickshaw on the truck. I really, I, I just, I dug it so much. And then the fight scenes are so much fun as well, but also she is just such an engaging and adorable character. And Iman yes. Vellani plays her so well. I mean, she's so, you care so much about her and you care so much about her journey and all of the stuff that's just going on. And it just, every episode just escalates that for me. Like I would protect her <laughs> with my no powered self. Like, no, don't hurt her. Um, and I'm like, well, unless they take a massive dump in the next two episodes, this is, this is going to be one of my top five of yep. what they've they've put out on the TV shows. And, and it also, at least for me, my thoughts is it seems that every single one of these episodes, every single one of these TV shows they put out gets better and better. Yeah. You know, WandaVision, WandaVision is still my number one, but you know, the WandaVision was great. While I, while Captain America and Winter Soldier is not my top personally, it's right up there too. Loki was great. I mean, everything just been, you know, Marvel just keeps getting better and better and better with their offerings. And I think that's what's happening with this one. And I yeah, love it. They're, they're going places. Exactly. Man, they're going to get big. Each, each offering is different. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's, I think that leads back to the comment where we were wondering why there's, there's hate comments for the show. It's different. Everything that they've given us is different. Yeah. Yeah. Each one's it, different from the is. next. Yeah. Each movie is different. Each TV show is different. This is which just is why it's not unexpected to see them. Exactly. exactly. But, yeah. And so that, listeners and my boys, is an episode. I've got yeah. one thing. I've got one thing before we oh, close out. Sorry, guys. Um, first of all, I like that Tyler is like someone's going to hear about Marvel Studios one day. They're really they're really coming up. They're doing things. <laughs> Go ahead, um, kid. The costume. Just real quick. Um, Courtney, you mentioned um, how we keep getting little pieces to the costume. Um, I love how, like you said, she starts wearing the the Captain Marvel cosplay because that's the hero in her mind that she wants to be. And now she's becoming the hero that she's going to be. I want to know from you guys, who do you think is going to create the costume? Is it going to be Bruno when she gets back to the States? Is he going to have it done for her? Or is it going to be the mother? I think it's the mom. You think mother, it's the mom? Mother. Mom. Mother all the way. I think she's going to come around. She's going to learn of her powers. She's going to come around. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be, she's going to support Mother's her. Mother's going to, Kamala's yeah. going to wind up saving her mother. 
Right. Yeah, like the Celestials are going to attack the family. And then, wow, there you go. That's what's going to happen next two episodes. Celestials, celestials. are going to attack the family. No, it's not <laughs> Celestials. The Celestials. We're going straight yeah. into Celestials. Nice. Celestials so, <laughs> are going to attack the family. Hey, Kamala, you got to come get us now. And then she's going to come over there, save the day. Mom's like, hey, your costume sucks. Here's a new one. Or let me put it together. There yeah. it is. Next two episodes. Now we can be. <laughs> Wrong, but I do hope it. I do hope mom is the one because I yeah. think that that would just yeah. be perfect. Yeah, while you're while you were gone, we got a pet dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's that's, the biggest, most fluffiest dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be the that's gonna be the dad. The dad at the at the very end of the last episode, the dad's gonna be like, "Why you guys were out doing this? The yeah. stray walked up, and I've just been keeping him back here for his <laughs> treats." Big he's dog. Big dog. He likes hugs. He talks to me. Yeah, he he's real big. Be careful! He'll sneak up on you, though. It's real weird. <laughs> on that note, we're gonna close this out. I want to thank Tyler and Blize and Kevin for joining in our Miss Marvel Love Fest because. It's what we do. And <laughs> check us out on socials, listeners. We have all of them. TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Check us out there. And you can also check us out online at iheartgeekshow.com. Use the com. We paid extra for it. Check us out on our Facebook page. And if you, as always, if you have anything you think we missed or you want to talk about something that we said, or if you disagree with us, please put it in the comments. Check us out. Yeah. Put it on Facebook. Put it on YouTube. We love to talk back because obviously we love to talk. So that's the show. And ladies and gentlemen, keep on geeking on. Woo! You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.